of Spooktober on the Netflix. This is your host, Jade, and today we are going to be continuing part two of the most creepiest childhood conspiracy theories. Some of them are creepypastas, others are berries. So I hope you're ready to have your childhoods ruined again. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your spooky facts. childhood conspiracy theory is Adventure Time, the post-apocalyptic theory. We all know Adventure Time. Many of us grew up watching it. Others became enamored with the series previously. But there is a creepy theory about it that some of us don't know. The world of Adventure Time takes place in a post-apocalyptic world which is actually true, as revealed by the creator of the show. It takes place a thousand years after the Mushroom War, where new life and creatures began to appear. And the theory goes as follows. Finn is the last human on Earth. Marceline the Vampire Queen and the Ice King are survivors of the Mushroom War. Cars, buildings, and other pieces that once belonged to human civilization can be seen as fossils throughout the entire series of Adventure Time. Not to mention, in the opening title, we see different different items that once belonged to human civilization, being a TV, a seven arm in a tree, and a missile that was once part of the Mushroom War. Not to mention, there was also a huge chunk of the Earth that was missing as well. However, what really shows the truth behind this theory is in one prominent episode called I Remember You, where it shows the world completely destroyed when Marceline was only a child, who was then taken in by the Ice King. Luna something that was very, very colorful and beautiful had a very dark past. Number two. Hey Arnold. The story is all about Helga and her depressing life. We all know Hey Arnold from back in the 90s for anybody who grew up watching it on Nickelodeon. However, there is a theory that the show Hey Arnold is actually revolved around Helga. According to a Redditor by the name of I Smoke the X XS, it is pondered whether it's secretly about the antagonist Helga G. Pataki. The angry bully who was always picked on Arnold, calling him a football head, and was always secretly in love with him. Now, some people would think that this really isn't the case, but let me give you a little bit of an explanation. Think about it. Helga shouts Hey Arnold repeatedly in the intro, and is the only person to have her own monologue in every episode. Everything we see is told in her voice and her point of view. Her life is pretty depressing, hence her need to bully, to be a bully to the one person she loves the most. Her father, Bob, let's face it, he's neglectful as fuck, and he refers to her as a, simply as the girl, and her mother is an alcoholic, while her sister, Olga, 
is heavily adored. Finally, maybe the show is basically about Helga's obsession with Arnold and how she manages to get through her horrid life through her love for Arnold. I mean, the show and the title is weird amount of screen time for Arnold, despite this, it be, her being only a secondary character. Number three. The Smurfs represent white supremacy. We all know about the Smurfs from back many, many years ago, but there is a theory about the lovable TV show and comics that some of you probably don't know. There's a theory that the Smurfs represent white supremacy. I'll explain this to you. The creator of the show, Peo Colaford, better known as Peo, was born during the 1920s and grew up during Nazi occupation. But there is more to this theory than just that. The main antagonist of the series is a sorcerer by the name of Gargamel. His main goal is to steal the Smurfs so he can turn them into gold. With his appearance, he has a big nose and a money-hungry attitude, which makes him a stereotypical Jew. He also has a pet cat by the name of Azrael, which name stems from Jewish mysticism. In Season 1, Episode 3 of the Smurfs, Papa Smurf is shown saluting the Smurfs, saying, All for Smurf and Smurf for all, and the others join in. Now, when you take a closer look at that, it kind of looks almost similar to when the Nazis are, sli- are saluting Hitler. If that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. It's also pointed out, too, that the first comic strip, The Black Smurfs, it intimately imminently concerned with what many people classify as a racial threat. In this, it shows the Smurfs are sick, and when they're sick, they don't turn purple or red, or they become black. And when they become black, they lose all trace of intelligence. Another example is the Smurfs wear all white, just like members of the KKK would wear, all except for Papa Smurf, who wears red. Just like the leaders of the K- just like the leader of the KKK would wear. Finally, the Smurfs being all blue represents Aryan perfection, the idea where people born with blue eyes are a more superior race. Number four, Winnie the Pooh. Now, this theory is going to be a little bit crazy for anybody who grew up watching Winnie the Pooh. There is a conspiracy theory that explains that, according to the Canadian Medical Association, everyone is based on a common psychiatric disorder, and it goes as follows. Winnie the Pooh represents ADHD and OCD, as well as impulsive tendencies such as his obsession with honey and repetitive hunting habit. Not to mention he also has an eating disorder, hence his connection with honey. Piglet has generalized anxiety disorder, where he has a constant fear of everything. Tigger has ADHD, which is why he is constantly hyper and never seems to settle down in one place for too long. Rabbit has OCD, which is why he is so orderly and obsessive. Owl has narcissistic personality disorder, where he believes he's the smartest animal. 
and he also represents dyslexia. There was one part in a Winnie the Pooh movie where he actually pronounced school as skull. It's no doubt in mind that Eeyore represents depression, which is why he always has a down and gloomy outlook on life. Kanga represents social anxiety disorder and has the characteristics of a smothering mother. She never wants Rue out of her sight and makes sure that she is in constant control of his, of his life. Rue represents autism. This could explain why he never likes, he never senses that he's in much danger. Nor does he ever have the feeling of any kind of fear of almost anything. And also wants a sense of independence, where it feels a bit different from the others. Finally, Christopher Robin is the only human in the series who can see and communicate with Pooh and his friends. Why do you ask? Because he has schizophrenia. Our last theory is of Courage, the Cowardly Dog, the Nowhere Theory. This theory is a bit different. Courage is actually just a normal dog, and everything that we see is through a dog's eyes. All the villains show in the series are just normal people, but to a little dog like Courage, they seem scary. And even though they live in the middle of nowhere, they don't actually live in the middle of nowhere. But since his owners are too old and never take him outside for walks, he only knows what's around his immediate property, and everything be beyond that is nothing because he has never seen it. And everything, not to mention, Courage always feels that he has to protect his owners from all scary things, even though his owners are very nonchalant about all situations, and act like everything is normal, while Courage, on the other hand, is freaking out for no apparent reason. conspiracy theories that'll sure keep you thinking at night. Thank you so much for listening. And to end this episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jade from the Nerdfix signing off as I fade away into the night.